This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. his great horse, Silver, and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains fought crime and criminals throughout the western United States. No man did more to bring law and order to the frontier, and Hio Silver came to be the battle cry of justice. Now return with us to those thrilling days when the West was young and adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again! Come on, Silver! We're heading for Buffalo Point! There's going to be trouble! Hio Buffalo Point, the county seat of Buffalo County, was the center of a stirring election campaign. Pete Sampson, ex-rancher, was determined to win the office of sheriff from its present occupant, Charlie Wilson. As our first act opens, we see Pete in the cafe with a small group of his backers. Among them is the elderly and frank-spoken Gideon Wells, the local doctor. 
We hear him say, Pete, if you don't beat out Charlie Wilson, show his boss, Steve Dolan, that we ain't letting him run this town anymore, things are going to be even worse than they were before. Well, I'm trying my best to get in. You ought to. Ace that took your spread away from him. But I don't know if you stand much chance, Pete. Yeah? I tell you, Pete, it's like this. Me and Gideon here and the rest of us are all for you. But Ace has got a whole bunkhouse full of gunmen. He's got folks in this county so blame scared they'll vote just about the way he tells them to. That's why I'm fighting him. If you was only sheriff... That's then... just it. If Pete was sheriff, there's enough on Ace and Charlie both to send him to jail for a long time. Uh-huh. As long as Charlie's the law in Buffalo County and takes his orders from Ace... There ain't nothing can be done. Ace just took over Willie Goodman's spread, too. Uh-huh, like he took over yours and half a dozen others. First he runs off most of the cattle. Then he shows up with his hired gun hands and offers to buy for almost nothing. And when anyone tells Charlie there are cows that's being stolen, he gets together a posse, rides around a little, then comes back and says the critters was took across the border, and there ain't nothing he can do about it. Knowing all the time that it's Ace to doing the rustling. That's got to be changed, Gideon. I ain't nothing but a sawbones. But by the eternal, it's enough to make me start packing a shooting iron for a little target practice. Saw them scums. It ain't to be put up with. Maybe this time folks will have the nerve to vote the way they want it. They'll like Ace tells them to. We're with you anyway, ain't we, fellas? <laughs> then let's have a drink on it. Hey, Barkey. Yeah? I'm setting up the drinks for the house. <laughs> and we're all going to drink to Pete here for our next sheriff. <laughs> Fellas are drinking a Pete, are you? It's Ace. Charlie's with him. And so's half his rotten gun. I'm suggesting a different toast. I'm asking you to drink to Charlie here. Best sheriff this county ever had. Uh, he ain't drinking to no crook, Ace. Even if he does wear a badge. You called me a crook? I said it plain, didn't I? Why? Hey, you... Charlie, your badge don't give you no right to pull your gun on a fella that don't carry arms. I'll teach that old fool. Go ahead and shoot, Sheriff. That'll be about your size. Take it easy, Charlie. Now, look here, Ace. Maybe these fellows will drink to you like I ask them to. In that case, there wouldn't be no harm done. No. Well, what do you say, fellas? Ace, you and your crooked bunch can't bluff us all the time. <laughs> I ain't bluffing nobody, Pete. I'm just asking them real polite. Sure. Figuring they'd be scared to go again you. Drink up, boys. The Charlie Wilson. Well, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather not. Maybe you need a little convincing, huh? Give him a campaign argument, fellas. Yeah. Maybe this will learn you some manners the next time my ball tells you to do something. Oh, you broke my beer. Here's another. Why, you you just missed my boot. You dirty sidewinders. Well, I ain't no way to talk at all, Pete. It ain't my fault if you can't put up as good a campaign talk. You've been running this county with guns ever since you come here, Ace. Sure. And I've done right well. All right, fellas. You change your minds any about drinking to Charlie? Uh, sure, I'll drink to him. I'd be right glad. Shoot for your gun, Pete, and I'll jail you for going against the law. Come on, Pete. There ain't no use trying to stand up to a crooked sheriff that takes his orders from a still bigger crook. We'll get our horses and ride out to your place. Might as well, I reckon, Doc. Maybe if you're savvy, what's good for you? And keep right on riding and never come back. You ain't running me out of town, Ace. Well, stick around then if you have a mind, eh? But when election day comes next week. The only vote you'll be getting will be your own. <laughs> Step up the bar, fellas. Another drink to Charlie here. And don't forget, them that aims to stay healthy had better vote right. <laughs> When Pete Sampson and the old doctor left the cafe, they mounted and rode toward Pete's small place just outside town. 
We hear them as they discuss the situation on the way. Doc, sometimes a case... Maybe you are, Pete. Sometimes a fellow's got to do what he knows to be right, even if he ain't going to profit by it. What happened just now has happened a dozen times before. Uh-huh. The honest folks are for me, but when Ace and his gunslingers come around, they back water. It's hard to blame them. Of course it is. They know the sheriff ain't going to do nothing for them. Well, if you don't win out, Pete, I'm packing up and leaving town. Yeah? I don't want her, but I won't have much choice. Where you been thinking of going? Over to Harmony, most likely. Harmony? Well, there's plenty of business for Sawbones over there. I got a sanitarium and all. Folks come quite a distance to be doctored there. I'd sure hate to see you go. And if you do lose out, Pete, you'd better hightail it out of here, too. No telling what Ace will do to you for running against Charlie. He'd do plenty right now if it weren't for the way to look just before election. But maybe... Hey, look at the paint horse over there. Leaping lizards. Ain't he traveling, though? Ain't that fellow waving at us? By God, it seems like he is. We'll rein up and see what he wants. Oh, there. Oh, there. Oh, boy. Oh. Well, I'll be... Looks like an engine. No way... What you want, Redskin? He's riding like he's got something on his mind, all right. Oh, okay, boss. Oh, okay. You, you color name Pete? I'm Pete Sampson, if that's what you mean. That, right. Uh, what you want with Pete, Redskin? You, him, friend? Friend? I ain't got no better. The doc and me have been friends for quite a spell. Then, me talk. Yeah? You want beat sheriff? You mean in the election, Redskin? Not right. <laughs> That's what I aim to do. Right now, things don't look so good. You know Ace Fuller got brother? Sure, Ace has got a brother. He ain't around these parts. I never heard Ace had any kin. Well, it ain't generally known. He don't use the name of Dolan, and he's got quite a reputation for being an outlaw. Uh. I've heard Ace thinks a heap of the kid. He'd like to have him stay in his outfit, but he can't get the kid to quit rambling. Well, if Ace has got a brother, don't surprise me none to hear he's a crook, too. But what's that got to do with us, Injun? White friend got plan. Huh? You come to Tonto. Me show you, white friend. You want us to go with you and meet this friend of yours? Uh, not right. But what's the idea? Him tell you how you beat sheriff. Well, if this friend of yours savvies how I can win the election, it's more than I can do. Just what's your game? Uh, it's not game. Tonto not trick you. What do you think, Doc? It's up to you, Pete. But I'd say we couldn't be no worse off doing what the Redskin asks. That's my notion. You come? Lead the way, Redskin. If your pod's got a scheme to beat them crooks, I ain't to hear it. Not good. And if this is just some slick scheme that Ace has put you up to, why, then we'll show them that we ain't to be scared. You follow Tonto. Come up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Tonto, the faithful Indian companion of the Lone Ranger, led Pete and Gideon Wells to the hidden camp he shared with the masked men. There, with growing enthusiasm, they listened to the Lone Ranger's plan. Our next scene opens two days later in the cafe. Ace Dolan, Sheriff Charlie Wilson, and several of their friends are seated at a large table. Ace is speaking. <laughs> Boys, Charlie Hughes got the election just about as good as one. We got the folks in this county so blame buffaloed, they ain't even breathing less than we tell them they can. There's <laughs> just one thing, Yeah? We're all right as long as nothing happens to you. The folks in the county hate us like poison. But it's you they're scared of. Without you, we'd be skipped alive. <laughs> what do you figure is going to happen to me? I ain't saying anything, Will. But if it did... Charlie's right, Ace. If your brain's in the wages you're paying for our guns that's keeping us on top. But if somebody should pluck you, they'd hang us up. 
fast, we wouldn't know what happened to it. Say, what's going into you fellas? Nothing, boss. We're just saying you ought to play it safe. What do you figure I'm hiring so many guns for? Well, I... To make sure nothing like you say happens. If you're on your toes, it won't. We'll watch out for you, Ace. And forget this kind of talk. What we want to think about is how... there's the sawbones coming this way. What's that old fool looking for? More trouble? Not if he savvies what's good for him. Ace, I... I'd like to have a word with you. Yeah? Well, speak up. Well, you better step over in the corner with me, Ace. I don't figure you'd want these fellas to hear. And why shouldn't we hear it? Why, that's up to Ace. But I reckon he'd just as soon you didn't. Uh-huh. It'll only take a second. Well, make it fast. But look here, Ace. Come on, Doc. You fellas stay here. All right, Ace. If it's something I think you ought to know, I'll tell you myself. Oh, just as you say, but we'll keep an eye on the sawbones. Well, Doc, what in blazes is it? Uh, just a mic more this way, Ace. You can still hear us. Go ahead. Now, don't forget they ain't so far off. You can't drill you if you try any tricks. This'll do. Well? It's, uh, it's about your brother. What's that? I didn't mean to go again you the other day, Ace. I reckon I sort of spoke out of turn. So now I'd like to be the first one to warn you. To warn me? Your brother's over to Harmony. Ain't that the town where the sanitary name is? That's the one. Well, what if he is? He got shot up bad. So he went there to be doctored. And he don't know there's a U.S. Marshal on his way there to jail him. Is that straight? I wouldn't have no reason to send you there for nothing, would I? How soon will they arrest the kid? If you hurry, you can beat the Marshal. He just set off Mabellini. They can't jail my brother. I figured maybe you wouldn't want the others to know about this. You see, if the Marshal should get there for you... The kid might talk enough to send the marshal over this way. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't want your bunch to think there might be trouble. I don't have to tell them nothing. You're going? Right now. I'll take a couple of the boys with me in case you're up to some stunt. I ain't, Ace. I reckon you'd have better sense than that. But you'd sure pay for it when I get back. Uh, I know. Steve, yeah. you gun. Come along with me. Where are you taking them, Ace? i got a little trip to make. Charlie, you and Rick run things like back here. I'll tell you later. Come on, you fellas. You ought to leave right this, Ace. You'll do like I tell you. You'll have to ride like I'll get out, Ace. Just what I aim to do. And uh, you won't forget it was me that warned you, will you? I don't forget my friends any more than I forget my enemies. Get on it, fellas. I'm wishing you all the luck you've got coming, Ace. Uh-huh. Get up there. Get up there. Get up there. Get up there. Curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me something right here. Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, dig You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, and the Lone Ranger. Now to continue our story. After Gideon Wells had told Ace Dolan that his younger brother was in danger of being arrested, and the crooked rancher had left town with two members of his gang, the elderly doctor re-entered the cafe. Hey, Doc. What Ace rush out of here in such a hurry for? I don't reckon I'd better say. He most likely wouldn't want me to. Doc! You calling me? Come over here. All right, Sheriff. Take a chair, Doc. Uh-huh. We need to ask you some questions. Yeah? What did you say to Ace just now? I, I'm right sorry, but a doctor ain't supposed to tell his patient secrets. What's that you say? Patient. Reckon I'll be running along to my office. I got some work to do. You sit right where you are. But I... You're going to explain that remark. But if Ace was to find out, you knew he ain't likely to live. Jumping Jehoshaphat. I said too much already. You ain't said half enough. But really, I... You're planning to live long? No, but what do you... If you are, talk. If you ain't, just go on dodging the questions we're asking. You'll be suffering from lead poisoning pronto. And we ain't bluffing, Doc. But... But if Ace should live to come back from the sanitarium over to Harmony, he'd kill me for talking. The sanitarium? He went to Harmony? It was just because I told him what the doctors over there wrote me. What did they write? I... I can't tell you. Take a look at that gun and make up your mind to spill it. I, uh... I'll talk. That's better. You see, Ace has been worried about some spells he's been having. Get on with it. He's come to me, secret-like. Because he didn't want you fellas to savvy there might be something wrong with him. Yeah? I... I looked him over. I didn't want to say for sure what the matter was till I wrote to the doctors at the sanitarium, asking about them. And uh, what did they say? They, they said it was even worse than I figured it was. He might drop over dead almost any time. No. I wouldn't have no reason to lie to you, would I? Well, what's ailing, Ace? It's, it's his heart. Yeah? He's got uh, thermotopolis of the uh, ladder cardiac operant. Thermotopolis? He's got all that? Well, he's got that for sure. But there's a couple of other things that might be wrong with him, too. Sure. That dark ain't lying. You savvy what that means? You're blamed right I do. Now, don't forget, I didn't want to tell you about this. If he says we'll be going to Harmony... If he has, somebody will be riding in to pass him on the way. It's a two-day ride over there. We'll, we'll wait to find out. And if it's so, we'd better start figuring what to do. And I'm telling you, we'd better figure fast. <laughs> Gideon Wells' story was told and retold until it had reached the ears of every voter in the county. Each time it was repeated, Ace Dolan's condition grew worse. Hey, Bart! What's the excitement? You heard about Ace Dolan? Huh? Some fellas seen him riding over to the sanitarium in Harmony. What for? There's something mighty wrong with him. They tell he ain't likely to live. You don't say so. And if he don't, he won't be able to do nothing to us if we vote for P for sheriff. Well, I'll be doggone. <laughs> I gotta tell the folks at home about it. Get Yeah, 
I just learned from a fact that Ace is dying. Dying? The doctor told her to hire me. Don't give him a chance. You sure of that? There ain't no doubt at all. I'm voting Charlie Wilson out of office and Pete Sampson in. I This bunch will be busted up. And the election is just tomorrow. We can vote them cooks out. And we'll vote them out for good. Ace Dolan's men became panic-stricken as the rumor of his death reached Buffalo Point. In his office, Sheriff Charlie Wilson, openly worried, tried to reason out the course he should follow. I don't know what's going to happen with Ace gone. Blast it, what did I have to tie myself up with him for? I wish I'd never... Todd! Now what do you want? They got word Ace is dead. Everybody's talking about it. Don't you figure I got here? You heard the same? I most likely heard it before you did. Well, what are you going to do? I don't know. You got to do something else. I see now. Ace is dead. If one more fella tells me that, I'll blow his fool head off. But I'm telling you. But nothing. Of course he's dead. But what we got to think about is the election. We can't win it now. There ain't a chance. But if you fellas stick with me. Then why should we? It was Ace paid us our salaries. With him gone, we're drifting, and we're drifting right smart. You can't do this to me. You might win out again, Charlie. But it ain't worth betting our necks on it. You yellow coyote. We're just using our heads. Instead of losing them. But wait. We ain't waiting. The election's tomorrow. That just gives us a 24-hour time. And 24 hours ain't none too many. Blast them. Blast them all. The dirty skunks. They're all writing out and leaving me to face the music. Leaving the sheriff to worry over his own affairs, Ace Dolan's henchmen hurried to the ranch house, packed their few belongings, mounted their horses, and started for the open country. They rode all through the night and stopped in the morning only long enough to refresh their tired horses. Then they started out again. They had ridden only a short way when... Hey, look up ahead. Huh? Is that Ace? It looks like him, sure enough. Well, that'll be... Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That ain't Ace, it's his ghost. Gosh, don't say that. Hi there. Hi, fellas. Oh, oh, oh. What are you fellas doing here? Boss, we heard you were dead. What's that? Sure we did. It's all over town. And that was it. Huh? And that's why they got me out of town. It was just to pull some trick like this. I went to Harmony to help my brother. He wasn't there at all. It was just a trick, I tell you. It must have been. Boss, what are you going to do? I'll do a plenty. Come on. I'll show them fellas at H. Dolan ain't to be fooled with. Get up there. Get up there. Get up there. Excitement ran high during the casting of the ballots. The greater part of the voting was done in the county seat, and everyone knew that whichever candidate carried Buffalo Point would also carry the county. When the election was over, 
everyone crowded into the cafe to hear the final returns. I bet Pete won it. Most likely you are ten votes for Charlie the whole county. Them gunslingers they hired lit out last night in a blame good thing. They ought to have them votes counted for now. I'll bet the sheriff hated to have to stay in town till it was over. <laughs> and it's Charlie that's got it out for himself. Look outside. The sheriff's coming now. Get on, Pete. With him. Charlie ain't looking so happy. Here they are. What's the vote? Who's sheriff? Hey, Pete, did you win? Come on, tell us what the count was. Quiet, will you? Are you still sheriff, Charlie? I got 150 votes, and, and Pete got 463. Why, oh, fellas? So I'm turning over my badge to Pete. And the first thing I'm doing as new sheriff is to put you in jail, Charlie. You can't do that. You've got it coming. You stuck up for that bunch of killers and thieves. You bullied everyone in town to try to get justice. It ain't so much. You're lucky you're just getting jailed instead of hung. Jailing's too good for you. It ain't fair. You should What's going on here? Where's that place? It's Sobo. He's dead. He's dead. Sit You went to the sanitary. It's everybody loco. I ain't so loco that I ain't arresting you too, Ace. Arresting me? I'm the law here now. What? The election's over, Ace. I got beat out. You got beat out? What in blazes has been happening here? They, they just told you. Everybody thinking you're taking your chips. Well, Abby, who said that? It was the doctor. It was the night you left here. Why, that dirty... <laughs> you ain't in no position to do anything to him now. But, Ace, if there wasn't something wrong with you, why'd you leave here? Because that blasted old coot told me my brother was going to be jailed in harmony. It wasn't my idea. It was the masked fellow. The masked fellow? Yeah. He figured if we could trick Ace into leaving town like he did... We could spread that story about him ailing back. Why? Shut up, Charlie. Then when folks got to believe in you was dead, Ace, they wasn't scared no more to vote again Charlie. It ain't fair, I tell you. Why should just me and Ace get jailed while all the others get away? <laughs> they didn't. Uh, the masked fellow and his engine pardon me picked him up last night when they was running off. You weren't the sheriff then? No, but we figured if I lost out, we'd let him go. And if I didn't, we'd have him where we could jail him. You're not going to jail me. Look out for him. Look out for him. Last you. Oh, oh, my. A masked fellow shot you. That's the masked man we was talking. About. There he goes. We want to thank him. Hold on, fellas. That hombre done a heap for us, but you ain't got no more chance of thanking him than you have about thinking him. And why not? Because he's the Lone Ranger. Oh, the Lone Ranger. <laughs> Thank you.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. When the western United States was first opened to settlers, land was to be had for the asking, but peace and security were not. Outlaws robbed and killed, and the local sheriffs elected to protect the honest people often worked with the criminals. It was then that the masked rider of the plains rode in the cause of justice. It was he, more than any other man, who brought law and order to the frontier. And now return with us to those thrilling days when the west was young. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for the Sioux Hills! The Bar X trail herd had covered many difficult miles and had survived a score of dangers since first it had left the home spread. Now, as it approached Bighorn County, it was close to the halfway mark on its journey. Our story opens shortly after sunrise. The trail crew, under the watchful eyes of Walt Benson, their leader, is busy getting the reluctant herd underway. Get up there, boy! Get up there! 
just somebody wanting to pass the time of day. Maybe. I can make him out now. He's riding a paint horse. He's waving his hand. Hey, there's some horse that fella's got his saddle on. He sure is. I'll be blowed. It's an engine. I wonder what he wants. Hi there. That's him. Oh, oh, oh. I know, Agent. Yeah, Hunter, Hunter want to make up with you. Yeah? You go, Bighorn County. Sure we are. We ought to be there by noon or so. That's a bad place. Huh? Law, he's crooked there. Maybe make you pay plenty trouble. What do you mean the law's crooked in Bighorn County? Sheriff, bad feller. He'll make you pay cash. Shucks, Redskin. You don't know what you're talking about. I was through here with the Bar X Trail herd last year, and the sheriff was a mighty fine fella. Him got news, sheriff. Ain't Jake Carter sheriff no more? No. Sheriff named Judge Barker now. Well, what if it ain't the same sheriff? I don't mean nothing to us. Look at or not, I reckon we can handle ourselves. Better you not go there. <laughs> and where'd you say we'd better go? You make circle. Go away round. And lose a week doing it. Engine, we got cattle to deliver. You ain't got a whole year to do it in, either. If we circle around every blame place he figured there might be trouble, he'd never get to the end of the trail. Hunter won't help you. Sure you do, Indian. But we've run into tough sheriffs before. <laughs> and none of them looked so tough when we was through. So I reckon we'll just keep on the way we're going. You make heap big mistakes. I don't guess so. You keep on? Of course we are. We ain't scared so easy. Uh, maybe Tonto see you later. You're welcome to ride a ways with us anyhow, Redskin. Sure, hang around for glove later on. Oh, me go now. Get him a paint horse. <laughs> now, I wonder what that was all about. I don't know. If he was up to some trick, he didn't work it. Well, come on. Don't matter none, I guess. And we got us a job to do. Yeah. Tell them fellas up ahead to keep them critters moving. We want to reach water as soon as we can. And watch out for screen. Sure, boss. Get up there. Get up. Get up. The sheriff of Bighorn County had his office in the town of Red Rock. Judd Barker was a heavy-set man with small, shrewd eyes and cruel mouth. We see him seated in his office in conversation with Martin Weaver, the county cattle inspector. The sheriff is speaking. <laughs> Martin, you and me have been doing right well for ourselves. <laughs> not bad. Not bad at all. Let me see. We've been holding office for only about ten months. And already we've made us close to ten thousand apiece. Not counting what the county pays us. Yeah, that's only chicken feed again the other... And we've made that cash during the slow months, too. We'll be doing a heap better as soon as the trail herd start coming through more often. <laughs> Where's your deputy? Sid? Oh, I sent him out to ride up the trail a ways and see if there's any herds heading this way. Uh -huh. But he ought to be back before long. Well, that looks like Sid now. Yeah. And it looks like maybe he's got good news. Any news, Sid? I blame right there's news. <laughs> good. Listen, the Bar X herd in Texas is on the trail. I've seen him just outside of the town. Bar X? That's the best news yet. That outfit always comes through with a big herd. They got a real big one this time. Well, Martin, I reckon that means you and me get busy again. I'm ready. Sheriff, you want I should get the rest of the boys and ride along with you? There won't be no need yet. Besides, if it's just Martin and me talks to him first, it'll look more legal. 
<laughs> and I'm sure dead set and everything yep. being legal and above board. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Martin. I'm with you. Your horses are just outside. Sam brung them around. If we ain't back in an hour, you might get the boys and ride out that way, Sid. They sure do. They got one of the biggest outfits in Texas. Steady there, boy. Then by the time they come to terms, we ought to be a couple more thousand dollars to the good. You're blame right we will. And there ain't nothing they can do about it either. Get up here. trail herd was well within Bighorn County. The cattle were allowed to graze while Walt Benson and his men gathered around the chuck wagon for their noon meal. Golly, I was hungry enough to eat a whole cow all by myself. Ain't never seen the time you weren't hungry, I don't I don't hold a candle to you, Shorty. Say, Walt, I'm right glad now that Redskin didn't come along for grub. If he had, there'd been just that much less to go around. I've been wondering where that's all the trouble he was saying we'd run into when we got to Bighorn County. What's that about trouble, boss? Oh, Idaho and me met up with a redskin that said there was a crooked sheriff here. Yeah? Well, if he is crooked, you're likely to find it out right sudden. Meaning? Uh... Meaning there's a law riding this way now. You can see where the sun hits that badge is. Mm. Sheriff ain't riding alone. There's another fellow with him. Maybe that engine had the right of it. You ain't scared of no sheriff with a tin star, are you, Walt? No, but... Where's I... the trail boss of this outfit? That's me, Sheriff. Oh, oh, what business you got with me? Oh, nothing that'll take long to settle, I reckon, if you're reasonable, gents. Yeah? This here is Martin Weaver. He's the inspector hired by this county. Howdy. Inspector? That's my job. <laughs> what kind of an inspector would this county be needing? These are uh, Texas cattle, ain't they? I reckon you knew that. We're mighty careful around these parts with Texas cows coming through. Just what are you getting at? What I mean is we don't want no Texas fever bothering our cattle. Texas fever? You're a loco. Are you trying to say that this trail herd might be bringing fever here? I told you we're mighty careful. Ah, so what do you... So go- we'll have to inspect your cows before we let you go on. Well, I'll be doggone. This is sure I'm new and not me. It's the law of the county and I'm here to see it enforced. Well, look here, Sheriff. We still got a long ways to go. We can't afford to be held up here too long. I can't help that. How long would it take? Well, that's up to the inspector. What do you think, Martin? Well, I'm right busy these days. I can't promise when I'd get at it. All I can say is I won't be no longer than a half to. Yeah? It might be, uh... Well, it might be no more than a month before I could get around to you. A month? You are loco. Of course, that's just a guess. It might be a week or two longer. And then besides, there's the actual inspecting to do. Now, that'll take quite a spell, seeing the size of your herd. You can't do this, Thomas. we got to keep traveling. As long as you're in Bighorn County, you'll abide by our laws. But ain't there something we can do so we won't have to wait? Well, there's a couple things you might do. What's that? You might take your cows and go around by the Sioux Hills. The Sioux Hills? That'd mean we'd have to cross the Whitewater River. Uh-huh. But it's outside the county, so I couldn't stop you if you had a mind to. But there ain't no way to cross the river without losing half our cows. Well, there's still another way. Yeah? You couldn't expect us to take the risk of Texas fever without getting some for it. But you can keep right on going through the county for only one cow in five. Huh? Well, that ain't so bad, is it? A fifth of your cows is better than being held up here for a month or two. And it's better than trying to cross the Whitewater. You low-down skunk. By golly, the engine was right when he said the law here was crooked. Hold on here. 
You'd better be turn careful how you talk to me. Careful? Why, you rotten range rattle polecat. Where we come from, gents like you wouldn't make a hearty breakfast for a tadpole. You're defying the law. Crooks, you mean? Sheriff, you'd better get... Why, you... You pull careful. Well, he's drawn his gun. Yeah? I don't take that. On my shoulder. I'll take the sheriff. Don't shoot. Up with your hands. Reach. I'm reaching. You too, Inspector. Up my shoulder. Reach for the sky. I only grazed you. You'll pay for this. When I get my deputies out... Shall we let them have it now, Walt? I... Wait. It's the engine we've seen before. Well... You come. You want to talk with me? Huh? Are you hear what Tonto say? Go ahead, Walt. The Redskin tried to do us a good turn the first time. Me and Shorty will watch these fellas. All right, Redskin. What do you got to say? Come back here. Tell these fellas to let us go. You stay right there for a spell. What do you got to say, Jim? You let Sheriff go. Yeah? You tell him wait till sun up. Then you make up mind. Tell the sheriff to give us till morning to decide. That right. But, uh, Me got white friend. Him help you. Anybody that can help us out of the fix we're in has got to be smart. You do what Tonto say? Uh, I reckon I will. If I'd listened to you the first time, we wouldn't have got in this trouble. You let lawmen go. Then Tonto tell you plan. Come on. I'll send them cheap crooks on their way. And we'll talk this out. Mm, that good. What did the redskin have to say, Walt? Mm, he ain't heard all of it yet. Look here, Sheriff. We're letting you go. But you can come back in the morning for your answer. For what you've done, you're going to pay twice as much to get through the county. Put the palaver and climb on your horses. And if you don't pay, you'll either wait or go by the way of the river. Come on, Sheriff. Let's get out of here. I'll fix these fellas for this. Get up there. Who's that? A masked fella. Him and the Tonto. Now you hear plans. <laughs> The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. The morning after the sheriff had told Walt Benson, trail boss of the Bar X herd, that he would have to surrender a fifth of his cattle or leave Bighorn County, the lawman and a number of his deputies headed for the Bar X camp. This time, them smart cowhands will either pay up or take what's coming to them. We should have let the rest of us come along the last time, Sheriff. Then there wouldn't have been no gunplay. They'll wish there hadn't been. I wonder who that engine was. I know. Never seen him before. Didn't he call himself Tonto? He might have. What about it? Just seemed to me I'd heard that name somewhere before. Maybe not, though. I reckon you didn't. Aren't we pretty close to the Barrex outfit? You'll see him just as soon as we top this rise. I can hear him. Sounds like they're on the move. I gully, if they're trying to keep on going, I'll have their hides. There they are. They ain't going on. They're heading back. I'll bet they decided to try the river after all. Here comes their trail, boss. We'll soon find out. They don't look worried, none. He will be if he tries to get his cows across the whitewater. <laughs> yeah, and for more than one reason. Whoa, boy. Well, what are you going to do? Howdy, Sheriff. I see you got all your gunslingers with you. That'll be enough out of you. All we want to know is whether you're paying up or getting up. We're going by way of the hill. You're forgetting about the river, ain't you, fella? Nope. Don't let it fool you, none. It ain't very wide, but it sure moves fast. 
You get half your cars across and you'll be doing blame good. Well, you don't worry. Well, go ahead. We can't stop you as long as you don't try to cross our county. But if you double back, you'll sure wish you hadn't. Uh-huh. Thanks for the advice, Sheriff. That ain't advice. It's a warning. Thanks, just the same. Now, I gotta be getting back. The boys will be needing my help. The faster you move out of here, the better. That's just the way we feel about it. Get up there. Get along there. Get up there. Now what, Sheriff? <laughs> just the same as always when them cow punchers get stubborn. We're riding to the Sioux Hills? Yep. With masks. Well, I, I don't like that way of doing things so well. What's worrying you? We've done it before, ain't we? Yeah. And I reckon we can do it again. Myself, I like it this way better. That it's just part of the herd, we get all of it. We'll lay for them in the hills. Wait till they're having trouble crossing the river, then ride down and wipe them out. Yeah? Taking big chances. But it's paying us big money. The only thing is, Sheriff, there ain't gonna be no sense selling the herd that size all at once. <laughs> That'll be the easiest part of it. Yeah? We'll drill them, fellas. Take their papers and sell the cows to the same buyer they was going to. You figure we can? Why not? Nobody that far off can prove we ain't working for the Bar X. Now you'll go along, Sheriff. Well, maybe I'll send the rest of you. It wouldn't look right for me to be leaving the county. We could handle it. But first, we got to head them off by the river. We'll need more men. We'll go back to town and get them right now. We'll load up on ammunition. And after we've met up with them punchers again, there won't be a one of them left to tell about it. Get up there. Get up there. Get up there. Tonto talked to Walt Benson, he not only outlined the masked man's plan to get the herd across the river safely, but also repeated everything the Lone Ranger and he had learned about the tactics of the sheriff and his men. Now we see the herd as it moves through a narrow valley in the Sioux Hills leading to the Whitewater River. Tonto is riding beside Walt and the cowboy Idaho. You sure your man's pod can do like you said, Tonto? Oh, he can do that all right. It's a risky business. You not worry. If the masked fellow slips up, we're going to be in a worse fix than we was before. Especially if them polecats really try to raid us like the masked man figured they would. Then they raid, all right. The dirty crooks. They got the slickest game I ever heard of. If they don't get paid for letting cows lose their county, they just make the herd go around where they can be stowed easy. Maybe this is once they'll get fooled. I'm hoping for it. We should be getting sight of the river soon. Uh, here comes Shorty. Maybe he's seen the river already. Yeah. I seen it for myself. The riverbed's dry. There ain't enough water left in it to boil a mess of beans. And there ain't nothing to keep the cattle from crossing. And now we got to do the rest like the mass fella told us. He's been right so far, and I'm with him all the way. And so am I. Hey, fella, get moving. Fire off your shooting iron. Start them critters to stampede. You sure they won't get away from us? Not by a darn sight. They can't scatter in this valley. When they run out, we'll pick them up again. Then let's go. Make all the noise you can. You watch us. Get up there.
sheriff and his men, armed for the attack upon the Bar X trail herd, rode out from town and made their way across country toward the Whitewater River. We see them as they approach the spot from which they plan to start their raid. We should be there just about in time to meet the herd. Yes. There's good cover over there, Sheriff. Uh-huh. I reckon that'll do all right. Just so we ain't spotted a floor ready for him. I'd sure hate to have anything go wrong. That's up to you, fellas. All I gotta say is this. After the way that smart Alec trail boss acted, that they ain't made to pay for it, and I'll see to it you fellas are blamed sorry. We'll do our part. Uh-huh. You better. It means cash for all of us. How's this place here? Good enough. Ain't no sign of them yet. Well, it's a heap better to be a little early than to miss them. We'll see them just as soon as they come around the bend. <laughs> and when they start to cross in the river, they'll sure... Leaping catfish! Huh? What's the matter, Sid? Look at the river. Cry. Well, I'll be... Sheriff, what in blazes could have happened? Don't ask me. It's been rains of plenty. It ain't like as though we had a dry spell. It was raining only last week. I figured the river'd be worse than ever. Something's gone wrong, Blasting. Well, it can't be helped none now. I'm going to find out what's done it. You better wait here. Hold on, Delta. What if them cowhands come along while you're looking? You want them to see him spoil it all? Sorry, Sheriff. Reckon I wasn't thinking. Just stay right here out of sight. But have you seen the river like this before, Sheriff? Nope. I never heard tell of the white water running dry in all the time I've been in this part of the country. It's a blame funny thing. Yeah, and it means we ain't going to have so easy a time of it when the herd gets here. Wait. Huh? The herd's coming now. Say, it sounds like maybe they're stampeding. I'll bet that's just it. Maybe things are breaking our way after all. How do you figure that? Shucks, if the herd's got away from them Bar X fellas, we can pick up the cows and come back and clean out them punchers. Look over there. There they come. The whole herd. Can't stop them now. wonder where the punchers are. Must be coming up behind Of a stampede like that. The way they're moving, it won't take long for them to get by. See the last of them now. See you. We're all set. I'll give the word when to start out. Yeah. All right, fellas. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Them punch will leave sight. We'll take care of them later. Come on, boys. Get along. They're across the river. They won't run that fast for long. Keep your horses moving. Yeah, we should. What was that? Sounded like blasted thunder. I thought the same. Come on. We're almost to the river. But wait. Look. What the? It's water. A whole flood of it. rushing in a great flood from the hills, swept along the dry bed of the river with the force and speed of an express train. The sheriff and his men were caught on the torrent, carried helplessly along, then flung aside, bruised and battered at the flood's initial force of flash. Walt, Tonto, and the Bar X cowpunchers watched until the time was ripe for action. Look at them crooks crawling up on the bank. They won't do much fighting now. Let's take after them. There comes the mask oh, and the U.S. Marshal with it. Now we get him, bad fellow. Huh? Blame right we will. Get up, get him up, get him up. Come on, back, fellow. We round up them crooks. Yes, look at their white horses, right? They even be the engine's horse. Come on, we'll get him. Yep, back we will, Marshal. The sheriff's getting ready to fire at us. He's getting his men together the best he can, but it won't be half enough. They're shooting now. All right, let him have it. I aim to pick off that sheriff. Now show him we ain't fooling. Fire some more. They're trying to shout something. They're talking, they're shooting on you. They're raising their hands. We give up. Don't fire no more. Oh, see your gun, fellas. Well, that's heavy. We can't fire on them when they give up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, Marshal. Here's the men we set out to capture for you. Sure. 
I'm taking your badge away and jailing the whole lot of you. Wait, Marshal, listen. I've seen what you've done. You can't do this. We were just trying to do... Keep still. The masked fellow brought me here and told me all about your scheme. Is that what I hadn't trapped it? But it did. You can thank the masked fellow for that, too. Huh? He thought up the whole plan. First, he used blasting powder to dam the river so the cattle could get, to get through. Then he used more blasting powder and released the water in time to catch you. Boy, that I'd like to get my hands on him. Sure, only you're going to jail instead. I'll send some of my boys to help you take them there, Marshal, while the rest of us round up our cows. Good enough. But where's the masked fellow and the engine? I want to thank them for what they've done. I don't know. Well, here they are. Wait! It's too late now to thank him. They're gone for good. Well, maybe they are. But they done enough for us so I ain't never forgetting them. All right, let's get these crooks to the jail. have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. 
Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. For the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. When the western United States were first opened to settlers, gun law ruled the range. It was then that the masked rider of the plains rode in the cause of justice. No one did more to bring law and order to the frontier, and white man and Indian alike turned to him for help. His reputation for fairness was only exceeded by his reputation for courage. Now return with us to those thrilling days when the West was young. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for Main Bear's village in the hills! Someone's waiting there! Bear and Running Cloud were the chiefs of two Indian tribes that had long been friendly. Black Fox, Running Cloud's medicine man, however, was jealous of Lame Bear's wealth and at every opportunity tried to create ill feeling. As our first act opens, night has fallen. Lame Bear's village is silent while his people sleep. But not far away, a group of men dressed to resemble Running Cloud's braves ride slowly toward the village. We hear their leader, Max Yeager, as he whispers to the man beside him. Ain't that the chief's wigwam the headlines? Yeah, that's the one. Wonder if the girl is in it. You mean the chief's daughter? Yeah, she must be. At least the way Black Fox said she'd be there. We don't want nothing to go wrong. It won't. We won't give them redskins a chance to get sick. Uh-huh. We gotta move fast. If any of those engines' suspicions were whites instead of some of running cloud braves, our scheme won't work. Where's Dirk? Right beyond you. Dirk? Yeah? Come here. 
What do you want? We can't go much closer without their hearing us. Uh-huh. When I give a yell, you fellas make all the noise you can with your guns. We'll do that. But don't say nothing. If you do, they'll catch on that we are whites. We'll be careful. Me and Lige will grab the girl. Just the two of us? Two will be enough. You keep watch, Dirk. When you see us ride off, the rest of you follow. Right. And remember, plenty of gunfire. We'll make them think London Cloud's whole tribe is after them. <laughs> Got your guns ready, fellas? Yeah, ready, man. Then let's go. Thunder down upon the village, their guns blazing. The Indians, confused by the sudden uproar, tumbled forth from their tents in bewildered alarm. Dirk and the others engaged the attention of the tribe. Matt Yeager and Lige, unnoticed in the turmoil, rode swiftly to Lame Bear's tent. There they dismounted, made their way inside with drawn guns. There she is. Ah! I got her. The fuck of Goofballo. Shut him out. Give me your bandana. Here. Lame Bear, convinced that his daughter had been seized by running cloud braves, called his tribe together. War drums began to beat out the threat of revenge, and their primitive rhythms reached even the small camp of the Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto. Tonto, mm. you hear those drums? Oh, Tonto here. Those must be war drums. Oh, that means plenty big trouble. What Indians are in this country, Kimosabe? Lame Bear tribe here. But him tribe not big. I've heard of him. Running Cloud tribe here. Him got big tribe. Do you think war is broken out between the two tribes? Lame there, Running Cloud. Heap good friends. With their friends, I can't understand those war drums. No whites live in this country. Not right. There comes a rider. Him Indian. Perhaps he saw our camp. That's Swift Eagle. Him friend Tonto. How Swift Eagle. How Tonto. <laughs> Plenty glad to see you. Swift Eagle here. Good friend Tonto, come this way. Ah, uh, Swift Eagle. What does war drums mean? There's plenty trouble. Yes? Men come. Men take no Nokomis. Oh, her daughter, Chief Lame Bear. Uh, Lame Bear's daughter was captured? Uh, bad men come at night. Lame Bear think running cloud braves do. Swift Eagle think bad pale face do. White men? They're not ride like Indian. Me think pale face paint like Indian. Fool them, Lame Bear. White men painted like Indians. Max Yeager and his gang are supposed to be hiding somewhere in this territory. I wonder what you think. Perhaps they captured Nokomis. But why? Maybe Black Fox pay him wampum. Black Fox. Him medicine man in running cloud tribe. Uh, but why would Black Fox hire Max Yeager? Long time now. Him try make trouble. Lame bear own many horse. Much wampum. Black Fox want. 
And you think that perhaps Black Fox hired Max and his gang to season a comus and make Lame Bear believe that running Cloud is to blame? Ah, that right. Did you tell Lame Bear you suspected his daughter was taken by white men? Swift Eagle Town. Him not believe. I see. Me here, Tonto, nearby. Think maybe Tonto helps Swift Eagle. Mm, Tonto glad do that. Of course we'll help you. Lame Bear make war on Running Cloud. Running Cloud maybe kill Lame Bear. Tonto told me that Running Cloud's tribe was larger than your tribe. Black Fox is probably counting on that. If he could bring about war between the two tribes, Lame Bear would be defeated. And as medicine man, he'd get most of the loot. Uh, here's a list. What do you do? Tonto, we'll have to find out whether or not Swift Eagle's suspicions are right. Uh-huh. We must prevent the war between the two tribes if possible. Here, Paintwatch. But to do that, we must move fast. War drum, call brave together. And when we gather, Lame Bear will attack. Come on, come on, come on. In the meantime, Max Yeager and his gang, with their captive, the Indian maid Nokomis, race toward Running Cloud Village. When they approached their destination, they circled the village and reined in their horses before the teepee of Black Fox, which stood some distance away. Black Fox. Here I am. Here he comes. You do what Black Fox tell you? He sure did. There's a girl. Where he aimed to put her? You put in teepee. Ain't that kind of risky? You don't want nobody to find her. Indian afraid medicine men. Them not go in teepee. I reckon he's right, Max. I never seen the engineer that wasn't scared to death to go into a medicine man's tent. Uh-huh. You do. Help the girl off the horse line. Yeah, but I ain't taking that gag off. She'd start yelling and running cloud would get wise right off. Leave the gag on and tie her up when you take her inside. Right. All right, there. Here you come. <laughs> Hurry. Hurry, get her out of sight. Yeah. Come along now and don't try to make no trouble. Well, you done our share, Black Fox. That good. When do you figure on paying us off? Me pay by and by. We are going Lame Bear come, make big fight. Running Cloud beat Lame Bear. Then Black Fox pay you wampum. What we want is gold. You get plenty gold. Right. Better be getting this fame stuff off us. If any of the Redskins sees us this way, they're sure to suspicion something. Yeah. If Running Cloud asks you a question, you're not savvy. You can depend on us. We won't do no talking. Yeah. We'll pretend like we was never anywhere near Lane Bear's village. There's one thing, Black Fox. What that? Friend and Cloud don't like us any too much. You gotta see that he lets us alone. Him not hurt friend medicine man. I'll see that he don't. Blood fellas, get cleaned up and see what happens next. <laughs> In Lame Bear's village, the Braves gathered for revenge. The drums beat a savage accompaniment to the war chant that whipped the men's courage into a murderous fury. Then, at a shout from Lame Bear, their chief, the painted Braves leaped to the backs of their wiry little mouths. <laughs> What did Swift Eagle say, Tonto? Him, him say, him bring men. Find out a chief lame bear can speak English. Nemo, Taha, Kony Peduka. Lame bear talk, white man talk. What man with mask won't say? Chief. Swift Eagle has told us that he believes white outlaws, not running clouds, braves, captured your daughter. That's not true. Them not have white skin. Them dark. 
Black Indian. But they might have painted their skins. Me see running cloud gray. It was dark when it happened, Lame Bear. You could easily have been mistaken. Swift Eagle tell you that. Him make mistake, not Lame Bear. Pale face take no comments. Me no. Wait. You were getting ready to ride against Running Cloud's village, weren't you? Uh, I've been told that until now there have been many years of friendship between your tribe and his. Many, many moons past we smoked pipe of peace. But if you make war now, death will come to your people and his. That not matter. Did you know there are white outlaws in this country? White men in Running Cloud village, me hear that. Perhaps Black Fox hired them to pretend to be Indians. Why him do that? Swift Eagle tells me Black Fox has tried for a long time to start trouble between the two tribes. Ah. Uh, Will you give me a chance to prove that Black Fox and White Outlaw stole your daughter? Black Fox make plenty big medicine. You not fool Black Fox. Perhaps my medicine is more powerful than his. Lame Bear, you do what man with mask say. I have a plan, Lame Bear. What's that? If you wish, we'll go to Running Cloud's village first. And see what he has to say about this. Mm. You wouldn't wish to go on the warpath against a man who had not harmed you, would you? Me never turn against friend. Good. Then if Running Cloud denies taking the comus, I'll make magic stronger than that of Black Fox. You agree? You talk with straight tongue. Me do. Then tell your braves to put down their arms until we come back, Lame Bear. Ah. Me pay Corona Palu. <laughs> The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh? It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as 11 dollars per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. After the Lone Ranger had persuaded Lame Bear that Running Cloud might not have been responsible for his daughter's disappearance, the old chief rode with the masked man and Tonto to Running Cloud's village. Is that Running Cloud standing over there? That him. He's seen us. Now remember, let me handle this. You promised me you wouldn't start trouble unless he gave you calls. Lame Bear never break word. Here he is. Oh, who's oh, okay. Oh, Lame Bear. 
Oh. Lane Bear, tell him we're friends who wish to speak to him. Ah. Micha, Milega, Tempe, Yo Mate. Yo Mate. Man with mask. Lame bear say you him friend. That's so, Running Cloud. What you want? Running Cloud, men with evil hearts have stolen Lame Bear's daughter. What that? She was taken last night. Me plenty sad here, him that. You send them brave. Wait, Lame Bear. Running Cloud, the men who did this thing appeared to be Indians. But who do that? Lame Bear have no enemy. Lame Bear, I thought some of your braves did it. That's not true. But Swift Eagle suspected that it might be the work of white men. He claimed they were painted to resemble Indians. Me not know. You have white men in your village. Them friend, Black Fox. Him great medicine man. And you haven't seen Nokomis? Running cloud not see. Is Black Fox here? Me call Black Fox. Volta! Red Fox key! There, Black Fox. Olape! Kimo! Hake Gemo! Him bring white man. Looks like Max Yeager. Law's been hunting for him for a long time. Mm, him plenty bad fella. Sito, no Dali. Man with mask, say white men take Nokomis. Man with mask, lie. What's the mask fella trying to do, Black Fox? Make trouble first? Him tell a lie. Black Fox, you know nothing about the disappearance of Lame Bear's daughter? What you mean? I mean exactly this. I think your outlaw friends and you were responsible for the raid on Lame Bear's camp. Why are you plenty you... fool? You say anything more like that? Careful, Max. Him got gun. How'd you know my name? I know plenty about you and your men, Max. Oh, Listen I'm... to me. Black Fox, you're a medicine man. Me make plenty big medicine. And so do I. We're going to find out which one of us has the most power. What's that for? Black Fox has caused the trouble between you and Lame Bear, Running Cloud. If my magic is stronger than his, it'll prove the truth of what I say. If it isn't, then Black Fox is telling the truth. Black Fox not afraid. You accept my challenge? It's up to some trick, Black Fox. White man's medicine not strong like Black Fox. We'll see about that. What you do? I'll give Black Fox the advantage. We'll use his rifle. I'll stand while he shoots at me. If my medicine turns his bullet, then I'll shoot. And we'll see if Black Fox's medicine can protect him. You plenty brave man. Don't do it, Black Fox. Man with mask speak fair. Black Fox do, or Black Fox coward. Me do. Good. One day from now. Why not now? Me speak with great spirit. Me make big medicine. Then Black Fox kill man with mask. I'll wait. But tomorrow at this time, we meet. Lame Bear and the Masked Man returned to their camp while the Lone Ranger explained his plan to Tonto and the Indian Chief. The remainder of the day passed without a move from either party. But that evening, Max Yeager and his men gathered in Black Fox's teepee. Well, Black Fox, what's on your mind? You kill man with mask. Huh? Thought you said you was doing that tomorrow. Me, not fool. So you did figure the Masked Hombre was up to some trick after all. Ah. <laughs> I get it. You agreed to that proposition of his because you had to. But you ain't taking no chances on it going through. That's right. What's your scheme? Man with mask make camp with lame bear. Sure, they're down the valley away. Me look. Him not sleep near other. That's right, Max. I was watching from the top of the hill, and I seen the masked fella spread his blankets away from the rest of the camp. Yeah? You take men, you go there. You mean we had to sneak up on him tonight and put him out of the way? Ah. If lame bear's brave was to hear a gun, they'd have our scalps. You not use gun. Huh? Your knife. That quiet, like wolf. Take knife. Oh. Dead. <laughs> that ain't a bad idea. Them sleep. You go now. This is as good a time as any, I reckon. Yeah. How's the girl holding up, Black Fox? No comas. Well. You ought to get rid of her. You can't ever let her go or she'll do too much talking. Me not kill her. 
He sells for slave. You sure don't miss no tricks. Well, come on, fellas. Plenty dark. Shouldn't run much chance of being seen. Get him out. Steady there. You kill man with mask. Me pay more gold. You just leave that to us. <laughs> ready, fellas? Yeah, ready, Max. Then come on. Max led his men down the valley toward Lame Bear's camp. They rode as far as possible on horseback, then... At a signal from their leader, reined in their horses. From here on, we can't make no noise. We'll be careful. The masked man's over this way somewhere. Yeah. Dick, you and the rest of the fellows can keep watch while me and Lyde sneaks up on him. Won't you need our help? Not less than something goes wrong. If we're discovered, you keep the engines off on us. We'll do that. We must be getting close. Yeah. This is fair enough for you fellas, Dirk. And we'll wait right here. Come on, Lige. Be mighty careful. Max, what's that up ahead? Quiet. Looks like somebody rolled up in his blankets. It's the masked man. He's sure sleeping sound. It's dirty, though. You got the knife? Right here. You let me handle this. Sure. Careful. He ain't hurt us. One blow ought to do the trick. Yeah. And I'll turn that trick right now. Morning came at last, and preparations were made in Running Cloud's village for the coming contest between the medicine man, Black Fox, and the Lone Ranger. The great plain outside the village was chosen for the site. There, as the time approached, the Indians gathered and raised their voices in a weird ceremonial chant. Soon, Chief Running Cloud and Black Fox pushed their way through the crowd and stepped into a space that had been kept clear for them. Black Fox, where man with man? <laughs> Maybe him afraid. Mm. Him not come soon, him coward. Me not see that. What's that? There comes good friend, Rain Bear. Me tell Great Chief Lame Bear. Where man wears mask. Him come. You, you come. You didn't expect me, did you, Black Fox? Uh, I proved last night that my medicine is stronger than yours, or I wouldn't be alive today. You talk like Fox. I believe you understand me. You ready now, man with mask? I am. You ready, Black Fox? Uh. You have your rifle with you, Black Fox? Here, rifle. As we're using your gun, I think I should be allowed to fire one practice shot. Uh, that's not right. What matter, Black Fox? You afraid? Me not afraid. Then do what man with mask say. I want to fire one shot only to see how the gun aims. You take. Thanks. I'll aim at that tree over there. There. Now I'll load it again for you. See, there's no trick. I'm dropping the bullet down the barrel. There you are. Better take this ramrod and see that the bullet's in place. Uh, me too. Man with mask, stand there. Black Fox, fire first. We agreed to that. You ready? I'll take my position. My magic keeps the bullet from hurting me. Then Black Fox must stand while I fire. Me make big medicine. Hey, face medicine. Not strong like mine. Black Fox! The white man's magic is stronger than yours. Uh, Black Fox, take aim. 
Me aim. He raised hand. When hand drops, black box fire. That's good. You ready? Me ready. Watch hand. Metal. Man with mask made great medicine. Him not hurt. Under here, here, black box. Now I'll shoot. Me now I can kill. That was our bargain. Black box. First, black box. I have the right to shoot you. That was our agreement. But I'll give you your life on one condition. What's that? Tell us when Okomus is hidden. Me not Would you rather die? Black Fox, not know. Tell her I stood. We'll see if your own medicine can protect you. Wait! They tell? Yes. What? In Black Fox, Pepe. Her not hurt. If she is, you'll die anyhow. Me tell. Nokomis. Me get her. Quick, Lane Bear. I think Tonto's gone for her. He'll bring your daughter here safely. Ah, uh, that good. Running Cloud not know Black Fox do this thing. I know you didn't, Running Cloud. Black Fox attempted to start a war between you and Lane, like Indians, so that Lane Bear would blame you for the crime. There were war, you were the strongest tribe. Then, being the medicine man, Black Fox would have taken the biggest share of the spoils. Black Fox paid for this. Yes, Running Cloud. But I have one thing to ask. You ask. Me plenty glad do. Last night, Max and his outlaws tried to murder me. But Tonto and I expected them. We made them prisoners. Mm, that good. They should be tried by the white man's justice. I want you to promise to take them and Black Fox to town. Running cloud do what man with mask say. Good. No ponies. You come, my daughter. Lame bear. Thank God we saved the friendship between lame bear and running cloud, Kimosabe. Ah, that's a good thing. Any old fellow? I wonder if Black Fox knew that the bullet I put in his rifle was made only of mud. (laughs) Me not know. An old trick of the Indian medicine men. If he realized what I had done, he wouldn't dare say anything. Why that? Uh, because if he did, it would expose a trick he himself has used. <laughs> That's plenty good. I just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.
tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. his great horse, Silver, and his fateful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains fought crime and criminals throughout the western United States. It was he, more than any other man, who brought law and order to the new territory, and the memory of his deeds will remain with us as long as the memory of the early west itself. Now return with us to those thrilling days when adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for Cottonwood River! Donald's waiting for us! For months, there had been rumors of a threatened Indian uprising under the leadership of Chief Little Bear. Major Carson, in command of Fort Mason, sent Captain Stewart with a large force to find and pacify the rebellious tribesmen. Stewart led his men toward the Cottonwood River country, where Little Bear had been last seen, and there began his search. It is night as our story opens. Captain Stewart, seated at a table on which he has spread a large map, is dismissing one of his men. That will be all for now. See to the guard, and then you can retire. Thank you, sir. Let's see. Here's where the cotton bends, and here's where Little Bear used to have his village. If he's anywhere around, he should be... Captain Stewart. What the... I want to talk to you. A masked man. Where's the sentry? Keep Where's the voice it? down, Captain. But I don't... I'm not an outlaw. All I want is some information. You must be an outlaw. You wouldn't Never come Never mind in... that now. What have you brought these troops here for? That's none of your business. Perhaps I can guess your purpose. Yes? Tell and I have heard stories about Little Bear. It's been said he may go on the warpath. My guess is that you've been sent here to find him. You seem to be well informed. I came to offer our help. I don't take help from outlaws. You'll need experienced scouts to get on Little Bear's trail. And Tonto can read trail signs better than any white man. Tonto? He's my friend, Captain. An Indian. Hmm. 
You've nothing to lose by accepting our aid. Your offer is serious? It is. There's no denying I need all the help available. You do. You expect to capture Little Bear. He's an experienced troublemaker, Captain. One moment. You said you had a friend by the name of Tonto. I have. Stranger, what's the name of your horse? He's called Silver. Hmm. Silver. Tonto. Good. I'll take your offer. And if you help us catch Little Bear, you'll have done a service worthy of the Lone Ranger. Chief Little Bear, informed of Captain Stewart's expedition, had already left the Cottonwood River country and one day appeared at the very walls of distant Fort Mason. The first daring attack of the Indians came perilously close to success. But rallied by Major Carson, the soldiers barricaded the gates and returned a murderous fire upon the savages. Every man to his post. Fire at will. Major Carson. What is it, man? Lieutenant Price reports that the Indians are withdrawing on this side of the fort, sir. Good. That means the first attack is probably over. Yes, sir. We'll have time to organize our defense. Any orders, Major? None for the present. They are falling back. If you could excuse me, sir. Lieutenant Price asked me to report back. Wait. Yes, sir. Tell the lieutenant I wish to see him in battalion quarters. Summon all the officers. We may develop into a siege. We'd better take counsel now while we have the opportunity. As Major Carson predicted, the Indians, confident of success, stubbornly pressed their advantage. They surrounded the fort, and though none of their attacks broke through, they made escape impossible. On the evening of the third day, the Major called Lieutenant Price to his quarters. You called me, Major? I did, Lieutenant. Sit down. Yes, sir. There now. Lieutenant, our situation is serious. I realize that. We can't hold out indefinitely. Chief Little Bear wouldn't have dared attack the fort if he didn't know that half our force is away with Captain Stewart. But how could he have known? That's something I'd like to find out. But never mind that for the present. Our problem is to discover a way to get in touch with the captain. That won't be easy, sir. But it isn't impossible. And it has to be done. For one thing, our supplies are running low. Yes? We have ammunition for a week at most. Our food will probably last as long. And then? And then, Lieutenant, if Captain Stewart doesn't arrive to relieve us, we're through. Have you something in mind, sir? Lieutenant, we'll have to get a messenger through the Indians with orders for Captain Stewart's return. It would take a good man to do that. I've sent for a good man. You have, but I... You'll leave tonight, at once, as soon as I've given him his orders. That's rather short notice, isn't it? Lieutenant, I have a special reason for this short notice. Aside from the necessity of aid at the earliest possible moment. I'm afraid I don't understand. I think... I'm almost certain we have someone in the fort who has been supplying Chief Little Bear with information. But that's impossible. The Indians knew of Captain Stewart's absence. Perhaps. They made their attack at a time when our supplies were low. Only coincidence, sir. Uh But I don't like that kind of coincidence. But surely you don't believe any of our men would sell us out. Such things have happened before. Chief Little Bear would pay well for any information. I can't agree with you. Well, at any rate, I'm sending a messenger before the Indians can learn we plan to make the attempt. I wouldn't advise it, Major. I think... Who is it? Sergeant Morton is here, sir. Send him in. Close the door, Sergeant. Yes, sir. Sergeant, I have a job for you, but it's a volunteer detail. You will not be punished if you don't accept it. That's all right, sir. Someone must get through the Indian lines with a message for Captain Stewart. But there's more than an even chance that whoever makes the attempt won't succeed 
alive. I can do it, Major, if anybody can. You're willing to try? I sure am. But look here. What has to be done, Lieutenant? Sergeant, the captain is somewhere in the Cottonwood River country. Yes, sir. You should have no difficulty getting on his track if you dodge the Indians. I'll find the captain, sir. Fine. And when you do, tell him to bring his men by way of Buffalo Pass. The Indians will expect any reinforcements to come by way of the lower trail. We don't want those men ambushed. Yes, sir. It's dark now. Can you start immediately? Sooner the better. Come. I expected your answer. My orderly should have your horse ready. If you're mounted, you'll stand a better chance of breaking through. Right, sir. I'll come with you, Major. If you wish. I still protest against this action, sir. I believe the sergeant should be given more time for preparation. I've told you why that isn't possible, Lieutenant. Ah, there's my orderly now. He's ready for you, Sergeant. Is that him at the small gate? Yes. Come on. Major, you don't plan to unbar one of the gates, do you? Of course I do. There's not that much danger. But what? It'll only be for a moment. Orderly. Yes, sir. Sergeant Morton will get mounted. When he says he's ready, you'll open the gate, let him through, then close it at once. Very good, sir. You can still withdraw, you know, Sergeant, if you feel you can't make it. I'll see it through, Major. Steady there. I'm ready, sir. The gate, orderly. Yes, sir. And, Sergeant, the best of luck. Thank you kindly, sir, but I won't... You fool. Put out that mask, Lieutenant. But, uh, if that light was seen... I'm sorry, sir. I, I just wasn't thinking. It seems not. Sergeant, you better be on your way before anything's noticed. I'm going, sir. Get up there, boy. Come on. Get up there. Come on. There. He's gone. We can only pray you'll make it now. Close the gate, orderly. Yes, sir. Shall we be getting back, Major? Wait. What? I want to listen. If there's no alarm, then... What was that? I don't know. Listen. Probably just some nervous redskin firing at a shadow, Major. But if it wasn't, Lieutenant? If it wasn't... In the meantime, Captain Stewart, alarmed by his failure to find a sign of the Indians he'd been sent to locate, was undecided what course to pursue. See him now as he stands outside his tent, watching the approach of a lone horseman. I wonder. Yes, it is the masked man. Come on, Silver! I hope he has news. Oh, no, Come on, Silver! You found Chief Little Bear? Not a sign of him, Captain. Uh, I was afraid of that. Has Tyler returned yet? He came back an hour ago. He found nothing either. And I believe there's only one thing you can do, Captain. Yes? Return to the fort. Chief Little Bear isn't in this district. But to return without accomplishing my mission, or without orders from Major Carson... The fort itself may be in danger. That's what worries me. Chief Little Bear is clever, and it'd be like him to attack the fort in your absence. If there were only some way of knowing... You can't return without orders? Only in case of necessity. The Major made that plain when he sent me out. We were to continue until we found those Indians. I have a suggestion to make, Captain. Yes? Tonto and I have done all that we can for you here. Let us ride to the fort and find out the situation. You'd be willing to do that? Of course. I could send one of my own men. We can make the journey faster. And if the fort is in danger, you'll want to know it as soon as possible. You've already done more than I have a right to ask. Captain, Little Bear's uprising succeeds. The life of every white man for 200 miles around will be in danger. I know. I'll get Tonto at once. Steady, Silver. You mean you ride now after being in saddle all day? There's no time to waste, Captain. I can't object. I need your help too badly. You'll hear from us as soon as possible. Come on, Silver. The siege of Fort Mason had not been lifted. 
While ammunition and food ran low, Chief Little Bear's warriors still made a menacing ring around the helpless garrison. Major Carson watched the hostile savages from the stockade and felt there was little hope of rescue. They have numbers three to one, orderly. Captain Stewart may show up yet, sir. There's little hope of it. I've sent three messengers already. Not one got through alive. But still, it's a chance. Orderly. Yes, sir. The Indians are going to attack again. It, it doesn't look like an attack, sir. What's that? It's a masked man and Indian. Something's happened there. I... Look, little bear's braves are after them. That's not one of the chief's braves with a masked man, Major. He's not in war paint. Lieutenant! Yes, sir? Those men are trying to reach the fort. Open the gate. Open it, I say. Do you think they'll make it, sir? We'll soon see. Look at those horses they're riding. I don't know who they are, but I'll be blasted if I'll let them get into little bear's hands. The gate's open. Good. Fire those red Drive them back. Get that gate closed again. Close it before those painted devils force their way in. They're closing it, sir. This way. Major, now that you're inside, I want an explanation. Major, I want food and water for our horses. And then you and I will talk. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. After the Lone Ranger and Tonto had broken through the Indian lines and entered the fort under fire, the Major took the masked man to his quarters. You say you attempted to go back but couldn't? We were discovered by the Indians, Major, and cut off. Hmm. We wouldn't have tried to enter the fort if we'd had any choice. I see. Our only chance was to reach here. And now our last chance to get word to Captain Stewart is gone. I think not, Major. But I've sent... Now we can get through the lines after dark. It's been tried before and failed. Tried by white men, sir. Tonto probably wouldn't be questioned. He would fail to... Then I'll try it. You misunderstand me. What I mean is this. Someone inside the fort is supplying information to those Indians. You're sure of that? I'm not only sure of it, but I strongly suspect one of my officers. You have evidence? Not enough, confound it. But I'll stick my life I'm right. Yes? I think I can trust you. The man I mean is Lieutenant Price. Good. What's that? You have one sure way of getting a message to the captain. What, I've tried... Lieutenant Price has sold out Little Bear. His life is safe with the Indians. Of course, but... Then let him carry the message. Your man. I have a plan I'm sure will work. I can't send word by the lieutenant. He turned the information over Little Bear at once. I'm counting on that. If I tell Captain Stewart to return by way of either Buffalo Pass or the lower trail, the Indians will ambush you. We'll send the lieutenant first, then Tonto afterwards. But what would that do? If Lieutenant Price is gone when Tonto leaves, there'll be no chance for Price to know that Tonto was following him. If you're counting on your friend giving the real message to the captain, it's impossible. Yes. Captain Stewart would never take the word of an Indian before that of Lieutenant Price. That isn't my plan. What you do? Listen to me. I'll explain. And if you agree with my plan, we'll try it. Major Carson listened to the plan of the masked man and agreed that it had a good chance of success. That evening, he spoke to his orderly. Orderly. Yes, sir. Tell Lieutenant Price I wish to see him. Very well, sir. I believe he's just outside. Good. Lieutenant Price, Major Carson wishes to speak to you, sir. Right. Come in, Lieutenant. Close the door, orderly, and wait outside. Yes, sir. What is it, Major? You're making the next attempt to reach Captain Stewart, Lieutenant. Me, sir? It has to be done. And I think you're the man for the job. But why ask? I won't ask the enlisted men to do what their officers refuse. I'm not refusing, sir. I was 
was only thinking that you had decided a man couldn't get through the Indian lines. The others failed. I hope you won't. Yes, sir. You'll start at once. Very well. Come. It's quite dark now. You'd better be on your way before the moon rises. What are my orders, sir? Captain Stewart has returned with all speed. Tell him to bring his men by way of Buffalo Pass. Buffalo Pass? I think that's best. Little Bear will probably expect any reinforcements to come by way of a lower trail. I see. There was something I wished to ask you, sir. Yes? Who is this masked man who came to the fort? I'm afraid I can't tell you that, Lieutenant. Ah, uh, here we are. Steady there. Ah, steady. I'm ready, sir. You understand my orders? I do, sir. And you're not afraid? Of course not, sir. Very well. The gate is open. I... Something tells me you'll get through safely. I feel the same way about it, Major. Get there. Get aboard. I'll close the gate, Major. Yes, do. There. A rotten traitor. If our lives didn't depend upon it, I'd almost wish those Indians would shoot him by mistake. I understand, sir. It was right here he lit a match when Sergeant Morton left the fort. I'm convinced Lieutenant Price used that trick to warn Little Bear. I agree with you. The toddler's waiting, Major. Yes. You're sure that he won't be risking his life? Yes. If he were, I'd prefer to go in his place. Of course, the lieutenant is gone. There's no one to let Little Bear know Tonto is leaving. And Tonto can move as silently as any man alive. Come, Major. We'll tell him it's time for him to go. Lieutenant Price rode away from the fort, and when he drew near the Indian lines, called out softly, identifying himself. A silent Indian stepped forward, led the officer into the presence of Chief Little Bear. Chief, why you come here? <laughs> that fool of a major sent me, Little Bear. I had to get in touch with Captain Stewart. Uh, Things are going our way. A few more days, and I should collect the rest of that thousand gold you promised me. Maybe, soldier, hold out plenty long time. <laughs> Not much longer. They've got food and ammunition for only about three days. That heat good. But that isn't the best of it, little bear. I'm to tell Stuart to bring his men through Buffalo Pass. Ah. Chief, you wait for Stuart at the pass and you can wipe them out to the last man. Leave just enough of your braves here to make the Major believe he's still surrounded. Chief, little bear can do. Fine. I'll go on and give Stuart his orders and <laughs> they won't suspect a thing. Major, him think you crook? <laughs> Major, <laughs> he hasn't any idea that I'm on your side. And if he did, he couldn't prove it. Uh, and when I found Stuart, I'll pretend to be ill or something of the sort, so I'll not have to return with him. And then there'll be no danger for me when you attack. Better you go now. Right, little bear. The sooner I find the captain, the sooner this business will be finished. Uh, Here, boy. Don't forget about that thousand, Chief. I can use it. Chief, little bear, never forget. Good. Get up there, boy. Captain Stewart waited anxiously for word from either the masked man or his superior, Major Carson. We see him now, more than a day later, speaking to one of his men. I can't understand it. The masked man should have been back before this. Sharks, I wouldn't worry about that fellow if I was you, Captain. <laughs> him and the engine can handle themselves all right, I reckon. We don't dare return to the fort unless we receive word. Uh-huh. Orders is orders. But sometimes it ain't a bad notion to forget about them. I've been thinking that same thing. But still, Say, I... Say, ain't got somebody riding this way now? Aye. It is. Looks like he's wearing a uniform, too. Wait. Isn't that Lieutenant Price? That's him, all right. Lieutenant! Captain Stewart! Hold on. Hold Hold there. Oh. You've been riding hard. I have, sir. There's bad news. Chief Little Bear has rounded the fort. 
But the Major sends orders for you to return as speedily as he can. The fort's in danger? It is. I was just scared of that, Captain. Lieutenant, did you see anything of a masked man and an Indian before you left? Yes. You know them? They're, they're unharmed? Quite. Then I can't understand why they didn't come back here. There was no need for them to enter the fort once they discovered the situation. Little Bear had them cut off before they knew it, sir. They had no choice but to ride for the fort. I'm glad to hear it. I couldn't believe they wouldn't have returned if it was possible. You'll order your men out? At once. Sims, tell the bugler to sound assembly. Sure thing, Captain. Well, there's one more thing, sir. Yes? You're to return through Buffalo Pass. Those are Major Carson's orders also. Why did he... He suspects that the Indians may be watching for you by the lower trail. Very well. Who's that? That horse. It's Tonto, the Indian with the mask man. That's the one. But what's he doing here? We'll soon find out. And in the meantime, we'll be getting started. At Fort Mason, the Indians had kept up a scattered fire designed to tempt the soldiers into wasting their ammunition. Major Carson, however, had given the command to fire only in case of necessity. The lack of food inside the fort's walls was the greatest problem. The men had been put on half rations, and already they are beginning to feel the pinch of starvation. We see the Major and the Lone Ranger as they ride slowly within the boundaries of the stockade on a tour of inspection. The men are looking tired, Major. They are. If help doesn't arrive soon, I'll give up hope, sir. Captain's tour should have been here by now. I didn't look for them this soon. If reinforcements don't come, it'll prove I've made a serious mistake in judgment. Yes? I, I may have sent Lieutenant Price to his death also. You're worried only because the strain of working has been hard on you. There's little doubt that what Price was a traitor supplying Little Bear with his information. I, I suppose so. The Indians are firing again. But we won't reply unless it's necessary. But wait. Oh, 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 oh. What is it? Those shots weren't fired at the fort. But I thought they're firing at something beyond that hill. By heavens, I think you're right. Orderly! Yes, Major? Can you see what's beyond that hill? I'll find out, sir. It won't be necessary, Major. Listen. Cavalry, Captain Stewart. It is Captain Stewart, sir. Major, we should lead a fort and attack. Attack? There's no better time. While Captain Stewart engages them from the other side, we'll attack from this. It might work. We'll give them no time to resist. Orderly, tell the men about. I want them assembled here, ready to charge in five minutes. Yes, sir. We're going to strike and strike hard. <laughs> The men were assembled, given their orders, and told of the plan of attack. Meanwhile, the sound of battle outside increased as Captain Stewart led his men forward. Major Carson shouted a command. The gates were thrown open. With the masked man heading the charge, the troopers raced forward. Forward, men! Come on, The Indians fell back in confusion. With the most of the braves absent at Buffalo Pass, the remainder could put up a little opposition. At the end of 20 minutes of hard fighting, the Indians began to throw down their arms. They're surrendering, Major! Cease firing! Cease firing! Cease firing! Oh, Silver! Oh, 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 Major, you can easily capture the rest of the tribe. They're in Buffalo Pass waiting for Captain Stewart. They will not expect you. Right. Captain Stewart! We got here in time, Major. Whoa. You did, Captain. Thanks to the masked man. You followed the Major's instructions, Captain? Exactly. Lieutenant Price still doesn't know why I disobeyed the orders he gave me. He's coming now. He's going to report me to you, Major, for insubordination. Oh, there we are. Oh, oh, oh. Major, Captain Stewart absolutely refused to come by way of Buffalo Pass as you are. One moment, Lieutenant. Those weren't my orders. And you're under arrest. Arrest? You can't do that to me. But I can. You were the only messenger, aside from Tonto, who got through Little Bear's lines. And only through you could Little Bear receive the information that took him to Buffalo Pass. Now, Lieutenant, I gave you verbal orders for Captain Stewart. 
But you didn't know that I'd written other orders for the captain, which the masked man concealed in the flap of your saddle. You what? Is that where you found them, Captain? When Tonto arrived, he told me where to look. I sent the lieutenant on an errand and took the letter while he was gone. Lieutenant, you tried to sell us out. But the masked man tricked you into carrying the orders yourself as far as your ski. It isn't true. It isn't. That's something we'll find out soon enough. We're attacking Little Bear at Buffalo Pass. And, Lieutenant, when Little Bear learns that it was you who brought Captain Stewart by the lower trail, I think he'll tell us all we need to know. you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!